often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 484. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse yet again. And it's forever home. Hopefully. We'll see. Although, I don't know, you know, if I were ever to come into a good chunk of cash, I could see myself moving, you know. Maybe. Or, you know, foreclosure is also another option, or just... Maybe I get injured in a car crash, can't work anymore. That could be a problem. I mean, that still leads to foreclosure, probably. But, you know, maybe I could sell it before it forecloses. I don't know what kind of injury this is going to be. Hopefully, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here lately, it's always just like I end up going dark, like right out of the beginning. And then it becomes hard to, like, steer out of that. But I did just watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. With the Muffin Man, so thinking about death and everything. It's just, you know, it's a negative thing. I mean, there's ghosts. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but uh, after watching, you know, Ghostbusters, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. Maybe they're real. Maybe they're not hallucinations. Perhaps they're not. Hope, uh, hopefully everyone had a uh, good Thanksgiving there uh, as I try to segue out of that. Uh, uh, Shelly and uh, Mother and I uh, had some Bob Evans. Was, uh, should have like cooked a meal for Thanksgiving in a long time. Used to just go over to my aunt uh, Sherry's house for a long time, but you know, COVID and everything, they just shit's been screwy with get, like family get-togethers and, and yada yada. We were gonna hit up a casino buffet, but as it uh, as it is, you know. Shit's still kind of fucked up, and apparently uh, it doesn't look like any casino buffets were open for Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe that's just not a thing anymore. This unfortunately does sound like another really shitty strain of COVID's coming out. And uh, that's, you know, <laughs> something to look forward to. Not really. As uh, I'm lined up at least for um, a booster shot. I got it scheduled uh, like the 7th or 8th. I have to look before that day pops up. I know I'm off work that day, so I get to get jabbed again, get a needle stuck in my arm. Hopefully I'm not, uh, my arm's not sore for like another week. Could make masturbation a little difficult, you know what I'm saying. Uh, side note, though, the uh, the Bob Evans, they got some good food. The biscuits were a little little, little hard there. And it, it is kind of, I feel like I'm really chancing things going to Bob Evans. Because, uh, uh, you know, side note, I guess, uh, the one here in town, the Bob Evans here in Wash Washmo, uh, has been shut down, I believe, more than once due to unsanitary conditions that they had some kind of, like, uh, I don't know, it was hepatitis. There was some kind of outbreak and shit that happened there. I don't know what it was, but I know they've been shut down for basically not being clean. In the past, so I do feel a little, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, jumping out of a plane. Maybe not quite that, <laughs> that exciting, but I'm tempting, tempting things just a little bit, just like stepping on the edge of a cliff, trying to. As uh, you know, these days, it's even more risky, I guess, picking things up. But uh, as of right now, I'm still, I'm still kicking, still breathing. And uh, so we're uh, Shelly and, and my mom. So so we're good there as uh, <laughs> we've survived the meal. It was tasty. Tasty. Had a pumpkin pie slice. I did the uh, premium because you can add on to make it a premium meal and get slices of ham with it. And I uh, definitely did that. Got the stuffing. I think there was green beans in there. So there's turkey, ham, and then uh, stuffing, mashed potatoes, a little cranberry. I could have done without the cranberry. That was unnecessary. And it was, you know, in the back seat of my car, and uh, we drove to Union after getting the food from here, and eh, the cranberry kind of went over some shit as uh, there was nothing holding the the bag down in the back seat, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little, a little messy. But the the I did, uh, you know, luck out though the fact that we didn't go to a casino and have to drive is that 
I did not have to get in the back seat of my car yet again. <laughs> That's the only way I can get three people basically into my car is if I'm the one in the back seat. Uh, when it comes to my brother, my mother, and I, as I'm the only one that can get back there. It's kind of, kind of an issue. Really wish I would have gotten been able to get a mini that was slightly bigger, had like four doors. That would have been nice. But uh, hey, it's fun to drive. What can you say? It's fun to drive. I still enjoy driving. And all the work that I've put uh, put into the car, it's it seems like it's paying off. My gas mileage has improved a lot. Where it was like seventeen miles to the gallon originally. Then again, they had a bad fuel pump when I got it. <sighs> And uh, I changed the spark plugs, the oil, put a new battery in. I don't know that the battery is really going to help you on gas mileage, but now I'm averaging around 26.2 miles per gallon, which is convenient because that is the marathon distance. And I use that as another excuse that I needed to uh, sign up for another marathon. So I, I actually am signed up for a marathon in April now. The Go St. Louis. So I, I get to do that again. I'm really not. <laughs> uh, I'm really not looking forward to running very long runs in the freezing cold. I've done that a lot in years past. Uh, not last year. <laughs> I mean, I ran a little bit in the cold, but I didn't do like 19, 20 miles in the snow or just like single digit weather. I stayed indoors, I think, pretty much all those days last year and the year before. So, I uh, really not, really not looking forward to all of that. Yeah, just the thought of it, it's brutal. But you know, you you do that and you get in really good shape, and that's that's the whole reason I'm doing it, so I can uh, get in good shape to where I can do normal things. Without uh, feeling like I'm going to die. Like, you know, say, walk up a flight of stairs. Which is good, because uh, I spend most of my time upstairs in the penthouse. If I can't get up those stairs, it could it could get rough. I'll end up needing to get the motorized seat there that goes up the staircase. And there's just not a whole lot of room for that on my staircase. It's not very wide. So I'm going to have to get a very small chair. I'm going to keep getting myself up and down the stairs and if I if I can't, you know, do that. So I gotta get out there and keep running. I'll have to try to remember that. You know, just like the chair, if you've ever seen the original Gremlins, there's an old lady that takes the chair to get upstairs. And and uh yeah, I don't want to invest in that. That's probably some money. I haven't priced it, but seems kind of pricey. And that'd be a bitch to install something like that. And then eventually you're probably going to have to move some stuff up and down those stairs. And you got to take that all off, I would imagine. Maybe there's an easy install. I don't know. I mean, kind of be fun. <laughs> would really be great. Now that I've been watching Ghostbusters, should install a fireman's pole just to get downstairs quicker. That'd be fucking great. Be fucking great. I don't know where I'd put it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think the HOA can say anything on what I do to the inside of my house as long as it's not fucking with the common walls that I share with the other townhouses. So like, it, I think I could get away with the fireman's pole. I think it'd be a real bitch to get that in here, install one. I guess the only place that would make sense is in the hallway, but I really don't have a very good spot for it. <laughs> Maybe I could put it in the room. The the smaller bedroom that I just kind of use as storage. Just put a pole in there. Just walk down. You know, fuck it. I don't feel like the stairs. Let's go down the pole. I think I have to like change into a costume in there. I'll keep. <laughs> I'll keep my Batman. Uh, I don't have a Batman costume, but maybe I'll get one just so I can ride the Batman. It'll have to be old school Batman, like Adam West, the '60s Batman. I get that costume and ride the pole, ride the bat pole, as it were. I'm totally going to get on that. Right on. I'm going to get the sawzall out. Start hacking some shit up. Yeah, the hole's not going to be very, very good. Man, I mean, man, I don't know how the hell you get a pole in there. Like, Just getting in the front door seems like it could be a challenge. This is a, this is a challenging thing. 
I'm already giving up thinking about all the work. Not to mention, you know, it probably costs a little bit of money. A little bit of money to do that right. I don't know where exactly to put a pole and everything. That's just, in theory, it sounds fun. It sounds fun. Once it's installed, it's fun. Getting it installed might be a little bit of another story, as it were. Uh, back to the Ghostbusters, though. Gotta say, I enjoyed it. It had, a, like, a feel. I don't want to ruin it, because there was a bit. Jason Reitman comes on before the film and talks about how it being a family film and then asked everybody to not spoil it, so... I'm not really gonna. I'm gonna try my best not to spoil anything, uh, but uh, I enjoyed the film. It was. Uh, I like the route they they went with it. I don't think they went too overboard on just making everything all about the nostalgia factor. With that being said, I'm gonna kind of spoil something, <laughs> so tune out if you if you're worried. But Slimer's not in it. They didn't put Slimer in it. I th- feel like it's safe to say because this is in the trailer that that you do get a little bit of Stay Puff though, which is great. Stay Puff is awesome. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. No Slimer though. Not exactly sure why why you don't get a Slimer. You get a ghost that's similar, but no Slimer. And uh, but the the movie itself, I mean, it's got a feel of like something I would see. In the 80s, like the, I don't know, not the, the look of it, though, of, well, sort of the look of it. I mean, some of the effects. I mean, of course, they CG'd a lot of stuff, but it looked like they used a lot of the practical effects, too. So there is kind of a look to the old, of the films of the 80s. So you get kind of like the, a, sort of a, a look to like the old original uh, Ghostbusters in a way. And, of course, there's characters from, you know, the original films, and that sure helps. But, uh, I don't know, I just feel like the uh, the feel to it is very 80s-esque with, like, a Ghostbusters or Goonies. There's a bit of a coming-of-age tale to it. And that, uh, I don't know, I don't go around watching, like, kids' movies these days unless it's somehow related to... Uh, <coughs> You know, something like Ghostbusters and everything. So, you know, maybe there's movies that have sort of a similar feel to it now, but I feel like they captured a lot of the way the movies were made back then. Just like, uh, yeah, like fucking Ghostbusters and uh, <laughs> Goonies, which I already said. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, a lot of shit like that. I'm blanking on stuff, but uh, I think it's just a lot of the nostalgia things, throwing that stuff in there. gives me that feel. But Stranger Things, of course, too, there's a connection there because Finn Wolfhard is in Stranger Things as well as this, and he's in It, uh, Chapter 1 and 2. So he's in a lot of movies here. I feel like maybe he's traveling in time. Maybe he is from the 80s. And he's also, fun fact, he's in... Uh, the Weezer video for uh, their cover of shit. I don't remember the which cover it was. Uh, but they're in, they're in a cover of uh, I think it's Take on Me. They cover Take on Me. I think that's the video. But he's, I guess, supposed to be Weezer, a, a young Weezer. Is it supposed to be the eighties? Copernica, I believe, is his band Copernica that's in the video. But uh, there's some kind of connection there. Finn Wolfhard in the 80s. I think maybe he's really from the 80s. He must have gotten in like a hot tub time machine or something. And now he's now he's riding it. Like, uh, and he's got the fucking awesomest name. Like Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something like you'd, you'd make up. Like this is going to be my fucking name for Call of Duty. Finn Wolfhard or something. This is... Uh, <laughs> it's like you ask a child to make up a name and this is what you got. Uh, holy shit. I mean, it, that is a great fucking name. Finn Wolfhard. I got to look it up now and find out if that's his real fucking name, man. 
Is that a made-up name? Either way, way to go. He, well, he's 18 now. That's crazy to think. Holy shit. Hey, he's from, uh, he's from Canada. Canada. I did not realize he was Canadian. Um, the boot, I don't know what that's all about, but uh, I got to know. Oh, here we go. This is what uh, Craig, or Craig's, this is, <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading Craigslist stuff about Finn Wolfhard. It's, it's Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, which I guess that's his real name. It doesn't say anything about uh, having a different name, like his parents naming him something different. Um, but it does say uh, he got his first acting job from Craigslist. That's why I fucked up and said, reading this off Craigslist when he made his acting television debut as Zoran in the 100 following followed by a role as Jordy Pinsky in Supernatural but it was in 2016 when he portrayed Mike Wheeler Stranger Things really set shit off yo set shit off he was already a teenager I guess well when the series came out he wasn't a teenager when I guess I first started filming uh shit but uh, I guess that's his parents gave him that name. I guess. I don't know. Maybe Wikipedia doesn't know. <laughs> oh, no. There's a... Uh... What the hell? This is a... Maybe I don't want to go down this ra- rabbit hole, but Finn Wolfhard says he was blackmailed into showing his girlfriend on social media. So, like, uh, yeah... Oh, just admitting who his girlfriend was. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't really care about that. That's fucking weird. I mean, if there's some nefarious... Th- I don't know if that's kind of like a joke or what, but we don't need to go down that road. Don't need to go down that road. It's crazy to me that the kids in Stranger Things are like... Looks like they're all fucking adults now, isn't it? That's fucking with me. It's, uh... Damn it. <laughs> It kind of like uh, thinking about it is like man they should should not grow up. It's uh fucking fucking insane man. Fucking insane. I want like I want there to be more Stranger Things seasons as them as child as children. It's like I feel like we didn't get enough and it's like they're all like 17, 18 years old. This is what I'm seeing here Bobby Brown's uh Millie Bobby Brown is uh 17. Bobby Brown the uh, that would have been Whitney Houston's husband. Uh, he's much older than that. Much older. Even though crack is whack. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> this tonight's all about the uh, digressions, man. I am just going down all kinds of rabbit holes. As uh, the Finn Wolfhard man, that name. It's just fucking tough, man. That's fucking great name. It's fucking great. I'm jealous of that name. Just don't have that. And if I... Ah, God. Even if I made up a name, like, it just wouldn't be... I mean, I... I've, I have... Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah, I haven't Googled myself in a while. I'm not real high up on the Google search. This podcast has brought me up kind of near the top on the... Po- uh, the uh, Google search, not to say that I've done like anything real f- amazing with my life to where I should show up on a Google search real high up in there, but there's quite a few other Josh Albrechts out there. And then I've done uh, some more hmm, uh, more important things with their life, I guess, <laughs> you could say. Uh, more impressive, as there's been ones that uh, went to MIT and there's one that's all, has written some scientific paper that I keep getting fucking emails for. And they keep emailing, are you the Josh Albrecht that wrote this? And, like, reply if you are. And No, I'm not. It's like they're trolling me to remind me, like, oh, yeah. yeah oh, you're that one. You're that one that works in a factory and this little podcast. Like, no, you're not this... The smart one over here that probably has some decent amount of money. I gotta find this email. Uh, shit, I don't think I deleted him. Maybe I did. I gotta find like, the, are you this? 
don't even know what to look for and searching it. But there's I got way too many emails. I am uh, at a certain point I just kind of stopped <laughs> deleting emails for the most part. Every once in a while I'll go through and just start uh deleting in mass like emails, but it's like there's like 8,000 emails in my fucking in in my my folder. <laughs> it just keeps like growing. Is uh I don't know what to do with that. Um I am looking for this thing and damn it, it is just not popping up. But there's some Josh Albrecht out there, or at least several, I guess, that have done uh I guess some pretty cool shit. I don't know. He could be a you know, this other Josh Albrecht, even though writing what sounds like a intelligent paper or whatever. I haven't read the paper. Maybe it's shit. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why he hasn't claimed it. Also, you know, for all I know, could be a real piece of shit. Could have, like, murdered some prostitutes. And, uh, you know, who knows what else. Uh, <laughs> there could be all kinds of horrible shit here. And I think I must have deleted the email, which is crazy because I don't delete many e emails. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> this is, uh, <laughs> I found one. <laughs> uh, oh, I can actually answer. I almost want to answer the add to profile, but uh, this is uh, who sent this? Um, from on the emergence of the major minor system cluster analysis suggests the late 16th century can i just read it <laughs> i want to read this thing um maybe i'll google search that before i i uh it does say <clears throat> josh is this this from academia and it says josh is this publication yours help us keep your profile up to date and uh, on the emergence of the major minor system cluster analysis suggests the late 16th century collapse of the Dorian and Aeolian modes uh, that's a music uh, right That uh, that's what that sounds like although I feel like this might be a spam email um <clears throat> Is this a real thing? I'm finding things on it. <laughs> oh, there's a picture of him. Yeah, University of Mary Hardin Baylor. There's a picture of this. Oh, God damn it. I can't really see the picture of him. It's like it cut off. It's got facial hair there. This is from 2012. It's got nine publications. It's all music. Which is a shame because it sounds like he knows a lot more about music than me. I mean, I play guitar, but. I'm not writing papers on it. I can't tell you a shit about the scales. <laughs> oh, he's got stuff uh, as recent as 2019 on here. Uh, then there's he's doing some real dive into some scales and shit here. At least I kind of have an idea of what the fuck he's talking about, and just. The first glance, I thought when getting the emails, like it was some kind of scientific paper, but I guess it's, it has more to do with music. There's a Reddit page about it. <laughs> Is it written by? I don't see who posted. Oh, you some entrance. Music theory. Hmm. This is what uh, somebody has to say here on Reddit about it. I can't get the link to transfer. It's at academia.edu. Titled, On the Emergence of the Major Minor System, Cluster Analysis Suggests the Late 16th Century Collapse of the Dorian and Aeolian Modes. Pretty interesting topic regarding the tonality we spend so much time talking about and all the modes we talk about, too. Curious if anyone has read it. And his opinions about it, I'm wading through the data approach sort of throws me off versus musical examples. Sorry to not have a better link. Maybe this will work, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, they're talking. <laughs> they're going way too, like, nerdy with the, the music. I mean, I wish I was good at knowing about scales and music theory and all that shit, but that... Uh, 
I guess I should go ahead and let them know here because I thought on the before emails it didn't give me an option to let them know this wasn't me. So I guess I'll, I'll t t let them know it's not me. It's not me. Why do I have to log in for that? <laughs> I don't have to log in for th I shouldn't be part of academia.edu. Or at least maybe, maybe I am and I just don't fucking know about it. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to join your site to tell you I didn't write this paper. Damn you. I didn't do it. Um, now I got to Google search my name. I got to find it out. I know that there's ones that have gone to MIT. I don't, obviously that's not the one that uh, was part of MI, MIT. But uh, as far as I know, there's no Josh Albrecht that uh, cured cancer that I'm aware of. Holy shit, there's a joshalbrecht.com. Oh shit. Shit, man. There there's some uh shit. There's some other Josh Albrecht's that have gone further up the list than me. You son of a bitch. And there's a Josh Albrecht that's at on air Josh, so he's fucking on air. I might have to change my name. <laughs> there's this Josh Albrecht. Uh I think it looked better. That's subjective, I guess. Kind of a dick thing. Uh but <laughs> He's got nicer teeth than I do. That's for sure. Uh, On-air content creator on the C Zabe show and director of digital media for the game MKE and all on iHeartRadio. Oh, it says, I had three tweets go viral per source. He's got 692 followers. Uh, over 2,000 followers. I mean, not a massive amount. More followers than I have. But, uh... Oh, Steve Zaban. Okay. Did you? But uh, <clears throat> that's uh, so. There's more than just me on the man. I used to be higher up. This podcast. Well, you know, I think if you put me my name plus podcast, it goes up higher. Holy fuck! There's way more. Like I am not on this first page at all. Not that I really, you know, give a shit, I guess, to be, but this is really bothering me that there's so many other Josh Albrechts that have gone farther in life. <laughs> uh, I bet none of these guys have shit the bed in Russia, though. I'm willing to bet. Oh, there's a... Damn it, that guy also took the Josh Albrecht on Instagram. He's the Josh Albrecht. I don't see a fucking blue check mark though. So And you know what? Actually I have more followers on Instagram than he does. So suck it, the Josh Albrecht. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. Uh he I have a lot more posts than he does too. I've been on there for years. I don't think he's been on there. He looks like a young a little bit younger than me. So I've <laughs> beaten him a little bit there. But then there's this other one here that uh there's starting an independent AI research lab with Josh Albrecht. Now that sounds like somebody's re this Josh Albrecht is really kicking my ass. This is a problem. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. It, it, Ooh, I can hear how Josh got started in computer science. Just what I wanted to know. Just what I wanted to know. Where's that picture of this Josh Albrecht? Oh, he's a younger guy. Uh, he might be better looking at me. I can't tell. It's a small picture. Small picture. Is it, oh, here's a picture of him. Uh, you know, he looks like shit. He looks like he probably got some money. Just like he looks like he's regular Silicon Valley guy. I don't know. I should probably not. I should probably get, get off this rabbit hole. This is this is a problem. Uh oh, there's a pilot. Fuck. Wish I was a pilot. A Google Scholar. What the fuck is this? There's a lot of Josh Albrechts out there. It was a YouTube. Is that mine? Not mine. There's another YouTube motherfucker. Well, of course. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Mine's not actually called Josh Albrecht. He's got two uh, YouTube profiles. And uh, one, uh, I, get, I, I think I, the one here I'm using is just under like Four Leaf 81 or something like that. Whereas uh, my other one's Clover Strife. Suck it. Nobody else has Clover Strife. 
Clover Strife's been tearing up Call of Duty, by the way. Totally ripping shit up. <laughs> so look out. So, yeah, I guess if you put my name plus podcast, that's how you get to the front of the page here. And, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. Wow, there's a player FM. <laughs> no, one of them's not me, though. <laughs> there's the machine learning engineered. That one's. Boy, this guy's probably got to be like, what the? Who's this motherfucker over here? Using my name. That's probably what he's thinking. Why is this? <laughs> he could maybe he's listening to this right now. I doubt it. It'd be weird. It'd be really weird. Uh Wow, they think this is from the United Kingdom. This is listennotes.com. Somebody actually thinks that this is from the United Kingdom. I don't <laughs> Or at least it said that in the uh yeah, son of a bitch. Now I'm looking at it. it didn't say... Uh, I, th- I don't think they had it listed as explicit, so I guess I haven't really been vulgar enough lately. Son of a bitch. I got to start talking about shit earlier. Before I did go to see the uh, Ghostbusters, and Muffin Man was on his way over here as a classic thing for us to do. As, uh, as soon as I started taking a shit, I, I had to call the Muffin Man. As uh, Yeah, I was mid-shit. <laughs> that's about as vulgar as I can really think of at the moment. I want to go into a whole lot of details, but, you know, it was brown. It was in the toilet. Uh, it's like Bristol stool chart scale. I don't know. I don't remember what the numbers are. I haven't looked at it in a while. I should probably get a painting of that and put it in my bathroom so I know. So I can just judge, refer to the chart at all times, be like, okay, it's a number five or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I did, uh, get back into talking about get back. Disney plus just released the, uh, Beatles, I guess you'd call it a documentary made by Peter Jackson that I, I did grow up a big Beatles fan as a, as well as it did, uh, Peter Jackson, apparently. And if you watch his, I believe it's his first movie, Bad Taste, they actually uh, had some, like, Beatles stuff in I think there was, like, cardboard cutouts, if I remember, of the Beatles in there. And, uh, <laughs> like, a vehicle. It's been a long time since I've seen Bad Taste. Um, But, yeah, he, uh, Peter Jackson had gotten all kinds of uh, footage, something like 60 hours or more. Somewhere around that uh, footage that was when Let It Be was being made, um, they had a film crew with the Beatles that uh, were recording the whole process of making the songs. And uh, they were trying to initially they were going to have a live TV show where they played live on the uh, on the show. The songs that they just wrote. And uh, the live TV show fell through. But they did end up putting out a documentary in, I guess it was 1970. I know that's when Let It Be was released. It was the last Beatle album to be released. However, Abbey Road was the last album to be recorded. It was uh, recorded after Let It Be, but then released before it as... uh, Recording Let It Be was a, a, a pretty rough, especially, you know, getting to see extended footage. Um, but there's some really good stuff in this documentary. You get to see, really see, like, Paul and John and Ringo and George as, uh, as, as you know, people. And I think you feel like you get get to see more of that personal connection that they had each, with each other. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff on the Beatles. Back in the day, I used to watch a lot of a lot of stuff on them as far as documentaries, like the anthology and uh, their movies. So I feel like I you know, like I knew the Beatles before, but it was nice to see it again. I hadn't seen any footage of them in a long time, and this is 
it, they obviously had the camera crews there like night and day, like all the hours they were working on that, working up to that show. And it's really interesting seeing them working on early versions of songs. Like, uh, there's of course the songs that would end up being on let it be, but there's also songs that would be on Abbey road as well as, uh, songs that like McCartney would put out later with wings. And, uh, I don't know that I recall hearing any, uh, Lennon ones that were put out after the Beatles. But, uh, I think, I think there was a Harrison song too, that George was playing that I think, I think did all things must pass in part of it. I haven't watched all of it. I just watched the first episode and part of the uh, second one. There's three episodes. And they're all like two and a half hours a piece. So it's like seven and a half hours all together. So it's, it's a lot, (laughs) but it's good. It's good. Really. Uh, I mean, it's like the spoiler alert, although, I mean, this is like history that was pretty well known if you really researched the Beatles, even though hadn't really seen it on film. I believe they had talked about this in the past, at least in interviews and such. <clears throat> that uh, at the end of the first episode, George leaves the band. And then, uh, <clears throat> like, you can see how much it, like, it, it hurt Paul. It's, you know, you see the human just like, just the hurt and that, uh, he's really like, uh, like the other guys aren't, you know, uh, they're obviously affected by it too, but like Paul, it seemed like was really hurt by it. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's weird. And, uh, it's interesting to just see these people that I've never met in life and, you know, feel that I've had a connection with them all my life though. It's very strange as my parents, would often play the Beatles and stuff when I was growing up, but I'm sure it was played while I was in the womb. So there's always been the Beatles somewhere, but uh, it's it's a good watch from what I've seen so far. It's if you're a big Beatles fan, I would definitely uh, check it out, and you can definitely see how they uh, work through things when writing. I don't think that I'm going to start writing music after watching this. <laughs> But, you know, I did start uh, trying to play Two of Us, which is a song off Let It Be, and that uh, it's a good song. It's not terribly complicated, but uh, it's a good song. Good, good song. And I did watch uh, both episodes of uh, Hawkeye. (laughs) And every time I say Hawkeye, I think of Alan Alda and M.A.S.H., um, of course, he was the, the TV show of MASH, not the uh, the motion picture, which I guess so Donald Sutherland played Hawkeye in the movie. I know it's been a minute. I think he was Hawkeye. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking thinking MASH, which I haven't seen in, I don't know, a couple decades at this point. Uh, just think Hawkeye and Cleaner. Cleaner. <laughs> Clinger. <laughs> um, uh, but... Uh, it, it's it's all right so far. Like I feel like you're they're just establishing the characters. Like I haven't, uh, and there's some mystery built up around stuff that you know I'd like to find out more and find out uh, like who the big baddie is. Yet, like there's obviously some bad people in there, but there's definitely I'm wondering if Julia Louis Dreyfus is going to make an appearance in there because her character, I guess her first appearance was in uh uh Captain America the Winter S- Soldier or Falcon the sorry no 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 the Falcon and the Winter Soldier um I don't know if let's see I think that was the first one I know she's been in several Marvel things now uh and I I feel like she might end up being in Hawkeye. There's a uh, uh this is yeah, it doesn't say anything about her in Hawkeye. There's obviously some rumors here. 
Okay, here in July. This is uh, cinerareviewed.com. It says, Julia Louis-Dreyfus to appear in Hawkeye exclusive. Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to know. I'd just be surprised. But I'm feeling like she's going to be in there. Um, Hawkeye is fast approaching. This is again in July. And it's currently slated for fall, along with Jeremy Renner returning as Clint Barton, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. I'm totally sure I mispronounced her name. But uh, an MCU newcomer, Haley Steinfeld, will join the MCU as Kate Bishop. But uh, Cinema Reviewed is so is proud to report that Julia Louis-Dreyfus will return to the MCU once more in Hawkeye. This ties to Black Widow's post credit scene where Dreyfus' character Valentina hires Yelena to kill the man who killed your sister, a.k.a. Clint Barton. Oh, yeah, that's I forgot about that. Yeah, I did. I mean, I watched Black Widow, which was an entertaining film. Wouldn't say it was like my favorite of like the MCU stuff, but like it, it's it's worth a watch, that's for sure. Um, I forgot about that whole scene though. But uh, remember, he let go of Natasha on Vormir in Endgame, but not everyone knows that. Which I was curious, like how the fuck she knew that. Um, but yeah, she of course she's returning after that. So I guess she's probably put a hit out on Hawkeye. Well, I mean, obviously, I guess, watching, she sort of put it, I mean, she's you know, like, this is the guy, it's the guy that killed your sister. Uh, <clears throat> I, I want to know, I want to learn how, why she, know, how she knows that. Damn it. Now, now I'm starting to get a little bit more excited about Hawkeye, but it, it's, again, it's early two episodes. They're entertaining and just like, I really kind of, I feel kind of like I did with uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, it took a f- several episodes for me to really get involved in that one. Whereas, like, WandaVision, that one was just, I mean, so unique. I thought that was good right from the get-go. Um, and, holy shit, Loki. I think of the uh, of the Marvel shows that have come out in the Disney era, I'm saying Loki is my favorite. WandaVision's right up there, but fuck Loki. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, Loki is so good. So good. I need I need more Loki. I need that more in my my life as uh I I really need to watch that again, man. That that one I almost forgot about Loki there for a second like when I started thinking about it, I was like no <laughs> thinking about what my favorite would be and it's like n- hands down without a doubt fucking Loki. And partially probably because I, I may have developed a thing for Sylvie. Or is it Loki itself? Maybe I just have a hard-on for Loki. <laughs> it turns out she's Loki in a in a different universe. Uh, played by Sophia DiMartino. She was, she was great in it. And Tom Hiddleston, I mean, he's great in it too. But, uh, and the crocodile... Loki, I mean, how can you go wrong with that? It's fantastic. But, uh, oh, such a good, man, that is a good show. I am really excited, speaking of, like, the the uh, multiverse and everything. Um, <clears throat> You got the Spider-Man coming up, which looks good. It's got, uh, <clears throat> the Spider-Man sounds like they're going to have all kinds of people from uh, the enemies from the former Spider-Man films played by the same actors is because they're in different universes, which it, it looks good from the, the previews. And from what I understand in Doctor Strange 2, the multiverse of madness is that one Hugh Jackman, motherfucker, Hugh motherfucking Jackman, Wolverine, will be in it, supposedly. I don't know that it's concrete. I've read rumors per se on the inter- interwebs on the internet.com and holy shit I don't know if he's getting jacked again I mean Jackman is his name so he should get jacked I mean that guy like there were superhero movies before him and they were like shredded and stuff but to me when you think of like superhero physique 
I think Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. That motherfucker got so fucking ripped. There's muscles on that body that I don't, I didn't know existed. So defined. So defined. <laughs> uh, now I just want to be in the middle of a sandwich between Wolverine and Loki. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and as well as Professor X, played by uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. So you get here. Logan! Logan, she's your total Logan! It's gonna be so... Oh, it'll be good. I, I gotta hear him say, Logan! My question, though, is because it's... Obviously, he's gonna be old. I mean, they could doctor him up a little bit. Make him look... I mean, he's like 80-something, I think. Early... Somewhere in his 70s or 80s. Um, But uh, he's an old fellow. Looks good for his age. Looks good. Seems like he's still with it. I feel like, you know, they could, like, uh, make him look, try to look younger. You know, he's got a, he's always got the shaved head as Xavier anyway. But I'm wondering, if it's him from the other universe, is it, like, him and Wolverine when they're on the run and he's got dementia? Will this show exactly what happened when Professor X killed all the other X-Men? That we, is a, I guess... It's been a while since I watched Logan, but I feel like it was pretty much said that he killed pretty much all the other X-Men. <laughs> they didn't really get into much detail, explain exactly what happened or anything. Maybe we'll get a little bit of uh, what happened there. But damn, that Logan was such a good good film. And and to hear <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart say that again, just, Logan, Logan. It's good stuff, good stuff. But uh, yeah, that was that's that's something to look forward to. Like I, I was okay with this Doctor Strange movie, but this now getting the multiverse stuff in there, I, I I'm digging it. I like it. I like it. And uh, <laughs> DC really jumped in with the multiverse stuff. Is uh, Michael Keaton got to play Batman once again? I guess in uh, whatever show that was. Uh, but <laughs> I feel like they were just like preempting like uh. What was to happen in the Marvel universe? They're like, hey, let's do a, let's do our version. Unfortunately, the movies on the DC side, just uh, most of them are not as good. I love the old Michael Keaton Batman movies, though. That shit was great. The fucking Batman and Batman Returns, love it. Ah, uh, but. Uh, <coughs> Yeah, other than that, it's I've been uh, just back at the uh, rocking the Call of Duty Vanguard, and I haven't felt as much, I guess, that people are cheating. So I, j- I just try not to think about it. Then when I get my ass kicked, I'm like, do I suck at this game <laughs> that bad, or is there there are people cheating as much uh, that much? There are definitely some times where I think there's still some cheating. Now I know that the Ricochet anti cheat hasn't been fully released as uh, Activision has of course had all kinds of shit going on at the uh, with their company if you're not familiar with the news holy fuck shit like the CEOs had sexual assault I believe charges against them or at least they're claiming I don't I don't know what exactly happened but apparently that's kind of the culture over there and a lot of people complaining about a toxic work environment and stuff. There's people that have quit. I believe there's people who got fired. Which would explain why, you know, they're, you know, not putting out the greatest product at the moment. The game is very buggy. Like, I'm getting booted a lot. The game, you know, kicks me out. I get, it locks up. I have to close the program. It does a lot of weird shit. And they're behind schedule on things. Especially with the the van, uh, the ricochet anti cheat, still not fully there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, though, if you want it, if you're playing Vanguard right now this weekend, they've had a double points weekend, so it's going by a lot faster doing this now. But to uh, really level up some guns easily. I've been uh, doing some zombies, and uh, <clears throat> if you go into solo zombies, you can grind out pretty easily to build these guns up to a pretty high level. Because a lot of the guns, like the M1 Garand, sucks ass. 
until you get it to higher up and you can unlock some of those attachments that really add to your uh, firepower and uh, rate of fire and also like magazine capacity. Like it's tough to use that in regular core. If you go hardcore, it's pretty great to use because it's one shot kills with everything. But uh, I've been rocking the going solo zombies and then uh, killing 35 zombies. I watched this on a YouTube video, but yeah, I kill 35 of them and then I back out, go back in, kill 35, back out, just bam, 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 listen to some music or podcast, whatever, grind it out. And then uh, unfortunately, though, it's giving me a little bit of the Carpo Tunnel. <laughs> I'm playing with keyboard and mouse. I wish... Wish I had a working controller, that uh, that scuff controller I got. It's so fucking nice, it just doesn't fucking work. When it worked, though, it was amazing. Um, But yeah, I just go and grind in there, and I can uh, easily get that M1 Garand, uh, you know, leveled up without uh, putting much effort in. Like, 35 zombies. Like, you're not going that far in. Like, round two of zombies. What you, like, get to before. Uh, or what when you're killing, like, 35 of them off. So, it's relatively easy. You don't have to <laughs> get slaughtered and team deathmatch or hard point or whatever. Um, I tell you what, though. I finally got pretty okay at de- being the sniper on there, which I haven't really done a whole lot of work with snipers in a long time on Call of Duty. I did a little bit on Cold War, but it took me a while to get sniping <laughs> to kind of work out for me on this one. I had to really use the uh, Car 98. And uh, I gotta say that like uh, my favorite character on there, the operator, is Polina. And uh, I mean, I you know have a thing for uh, <coughs> Russian women. She's a Russian sniper. And uh, <laughs> There's the, if you play the campaign, I, re, I suggest playing the campaign because they put uh, a lot of effort, at least in the cinematics and stuff. Maybe there's not as much, all that much gameplay in there, but holy shit, I, I dig the story. And um, you go back to Stalingrad as Polina, and that's like uh, I, one of the most pivotal battles of World War II. Like, uh, of course... It was, I'm trying to remember, Stalingrad, it was, at the time in World War II, that was named Stalingrad, but I believe Stalingrad before then was called Leningrad? I could be wrong. Um, But because it was, uh, bore the name of Stalin, Hitler chose to attack that city, and it didn't have any strategical value to it. There were, from what I understand, like oil fields, or places where there's oil fields and stuff that had a much more strategic advantage because if they could get those oil fields and really cut the uh, supply of oil off, really do some damage to the Soviets, but they chose to fight at Stalingrad because it was it bore the name of Stalin and that it would send a message and then Stalin would not let that city fall. He just kept loading troops and troops in there and it was one of the worst battles in all of history. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any accurate number of death tolls on how many people died in Stalingrad. It was a brutal fucking battle. Uh, there's a... Oh, damn, I don't want to know about the film. <laughs> Are there still bodies in Stalingrad? I would imagine. It says here there's a thing... Saying here, since the 80s, searchers have found more than 35,000 bodies, but only 1,500 have been identified. Oh, shit, yeah. And holy fuck. There was a pretty insane amount of fighting that went it happened in Stalingrad, but it's a very interesting thing, and I'm a fan of uh, <coughs> the movie uh, Enemy at the Gates. Although it drives me crazy that they're all speaking English. I feel like they could have at least bothered to put on, like, fucking accents to at least kind of make a sound. Like they're, uh, you know, from uh, (laughs) from whatever country they're supposed to be. I mean, Ed Harris. 
supposed to be a Nazi, German Nazi here. He just sounds like Ed Harris. Jude Law just sounds like Jude Law. You know, there's he doesn't sound Russian at all. He's playing the possibly the greatest sniper that ever lived, Vasily Zaitsev, which I believe is what they did with Polina in Vanguard, is they basically just made her a female Vasily Zaitsev. Uh, but, you know, I love the story of Vasily Zaitsev. The, but they totally just took the story of Zaitsev and put that uh, in there. Um, I guess it wasn't Leningrad. I thought it was. Do, do, do. Yeah, in 1925, it was renamed Stalingrad. I guess, uh, I think St. Petersburg, I guess, was Leningrad at one point in time. It's been a while since I've dived deep into Russian history. So I'm very interested in Russian history, though. I should uh, get back into that. I know I l- I've done a lot of uh, stuff in the Russian Revolution and everything, and uh, Grigory Rasputin. That's some good shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a terrible times. So, <laughs> but the stories are very uh, interesting, shall we say. Catherine the Great. It's, you know, a lot of rich history in uh, over there. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, shit. The original name of Stalingrad is, I'm going to totally fuck this up, but Tsaritsin. I guess is how you would say that. And uh, then, yeah, in 25, it was named Stalingrad. It's uh, Volgograd. As of 1961, it turned to Volgograd. And uh, I thought it had a different name than Volgograd, but I guess not. This is what Wikipedia says. (laughs) I would like to go there. Because there is that, uh, I think they have that statue. If I look up images of Stalingrad, there's the statue that you see in uh, Enemy at the Gates, and it's in like every fucking Call of Duty that's in World War II. You got the kids holding hands. And uh, <coughs> it's in uh, it's in Vanguard. As well as, uh, I believe it, yeah, it's also in uh, Call of Duty World at War. And it's also in Vanguard and the Zombies map, the current Zombies map. But the uh, overall, the campaign, though, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Good good playthrough. I haven't made it completely through. I'm like, uh, I don't know, at least like 75%. I've, I've gotten through a good chunk of it. Salad, salad chunk. Um, but I uh, really, you know, like the the character development. So when I'm I'm choosing these characters, I feel a little bit more involved, and it hurts a little bit more when they die. You know, it hurts the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe if I keep saying it like that, I'll, I'll buy it. You know, like really believe it. Uh, probably not. Probably not gonna bother me at all. I mean, I get a little pissed off that I that I die in it because I want the the nuke that I've never gotten in Call of Duty. One day, hopefully, it'll happen. I've come close, but not close enough. Uh, close, close doesn't count though. Horseshoes and hand grenades, right? Which I guess I guess there's hand gra- grenades involved in Call of Duty, so maybe I was close. Maybe I should just go back to using grenades instead of the gammon bomb. That'll get me closer, right? It'll count. It'll count. <laughs> uh, on the plus side, though, I did manage in Ghostbusters not to fall asleep at all, which is which is good. I did, though I've you know had the last couple of days off because the holiday, and I had a decent amount of sleep last night as well as uh, I did cheat a little bit. I had a Red Bull. Couple hours before the, uh, or about an hour or two before we went and saw the movie, so I was a, I was a little buzzing. I had the watermelon, which I gotta say is possibly the best flavor of Red Bull. Where's the pomegranate? Which normally pomegranate, I'm a fan of. It was not good. <laughs> it was not good when I had that. Avoid the pomegranate, which is 
interesting too because when George Harrison was writing the song something his uh uh he had a line in there something in the way she moves there's a attracts me like a pomegranate is what he was going to say pomegranate which wouldn't have sounded good although it's kind of funny how he says it pomegranate um but <laughs> instead of attracts me like no other lover which i guess is a better line but it's kind of funny that pomegranate was in there Whereas I believe yesterday was the real interesting one with the original lyrics. That one was uh, pretty crazy. Speaking of Beatles stuff. as uh, Something about fried eggs. Uh, something about it. Something about lovely legs and fried eggs. And <laughs> here we go. Far out. Here we go. Faroutmagazine.co.uk. Give me the original fucking lyrics here, you assholes. Um, uh, Fuck, I'll read the whole article. The article's not too terribly long. Paul McCartney has rightly been considered one of the finest pop songwriters of all time. Composer's time with the Beatles is one of legendary proportion, and when you look back at his iconic back catalog, it's easy to see why McCartney is still the forward in pop music. While there are certainly some duds in his canon, most of what McCartney produced for the Fab Four was solid gold, some more so than others. One song that has always been given plenty of exposure is his fabled song, Yesterday. Well, we all know about Yesterday. I have had so much accolade for Yesterday that Paul's song and Paul's baby well done, once uh, said Lennon through a degree of gritted teeth. Featuring on Help, yester- er, released in 1965, the track is a rich piece of the band's iconic iconography and has welcomed literally thousands of cover versions of the track too, from Frank Sinatra to Elvis Presley. Everybody has had a go at singing the legendary lyrics from yesterday, but the question remains, would they have sung the original lyrics? I highly doubt it. Here we go. I, I was living in a fl- flat, the top of a house, and uh, had a piano on my bed. On my bed, woke up one morning with a tune in my head and thought, "Hey, I don't, I don't know this tune, do I?" It was uh, like a jazz melody called Martin, uh, <laughs> McCartney. The song's composition, speaking as part of the Beatles anthology, he continued. Me dad used to know a lot of old jazz tunes. Thought maybe he just remembered it from the past and the ones the piano and found chords to it. I think I'm sounding more like George, but uh, he made sure you know he remembered it and then hawked it around to all my friend, me friends, asking what it was. Do you know this? Is <laughs> it's a good little tune, but I couldn't have written it because I dreamt it. A song coming to you in a dream is a pretty imposing moment in one's career, and McCartney was determined to make sure the tune became a song. As such, the singer used any lyrics he could think of so that he could compose the melody of the track. The original title for the song, therefore, was actually Scrambled Eggs. McCartney's original lyrics were Scrambled Eggs. Oh, you've got such lovely legs. Scrambled Eggs. Oh, my baby, how I love your legs. Scrambled Eggs. Oh, you've got such lovely legs, scrambled eggs. Oh, my baby, how I love your legs. I mean, I, mean, I can hear it. <laughs> the actual story of the song turned from scrambled eggs to yesterday is pretty muddied by the years and years of passing time. While at different stages, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, and George Martin all claim to have had a hand in the title. And there have been countless suggestions that a full scrambled eggs song existed somewhere in the ether of the Internet. The truth is largely inconsequential. The reality is Paul McCartney dreamt one of the greatest pop tunes of all time, woke up perhaps hungry for breakfast, and produced some of the most ludicrous stand-in lyrics we've ever heard. But thanks to being one part of the well-oiled pop machine known as the Beatles, he's able to turn it into one of the most ubiquitous songs ever recorded. So, scrambled eggs. Oh, how I love your legs. As I'm... 
<laughs> not the greatest singer, especially on just randomly popping it out. I I need some work. I you know sh- I do a mean Chantilly lace though. Chantilly lace. I don't know how I'm doing it. I've, I've done my. I'm over my quota for the night. But yeah, I think I think we're good here. As uh, I think I need to go back on Call of Duty and take a few people out as uh before I I hit the hay and get ready for a, a bit of a long run in the morning. And I need to get, as Muffin Man pointed out, I need to get clear uh, earlier, which I was already planning on, like, tomorrow, dealing with this. But uh got a lot of leaves in the yard that uh, I need to dispose of. And uh, unfortunately, I think around those leaves, there's been some cockroaches. And that some of them have gotten into the house. I've had to spray. I got some uh, orkin spray from uh, Lowe's. I sprayed the shit on the inside of the house. I sprayed a little bit on the outside. And looks like it, uh, the last several days I haven't noticed any. And uh, before that it was like I was finding the dead ones. I don't think they laid out. I'm hoping at least. I didn't see any eggs, but I don't think they really laid any eggs in the house. Maybe hopefully, I've <coughs> hopefully I'll be all right. But I need if hopefully getting rid of those leaves and maybe spraying a little bit more outside will get rid of them. Uh, you know, otherwise I'll probably have to get the old pest control out here and uh, you know really take care of some shit. Fucking burn some shit. I know I've been really careful about keeping crumbs, any kind of food source. I don't leave water in sinks. Like I keep everything as far as like I don't want anything to uh, draw in uh, bugs of any kind, ants, whatever. And, uh, you know, you just leave a little bit of water in the sink. Like, roaches can feed off that. So I'm wiping, you know, wipe my sinks down, and I'm fucking around. Just need to make sure I clear out those leaves, man. (laughs) Be a good good thing to do. Good thing to do. But, yeah, that's that's really all I've got is, uh, yeah. As always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.